The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Oh my God, Jody, I'm totally ready. So you're listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and we have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, Jody, um, seriously, can you believe that it's the middle of July? What is going on? I know. It's crazy. I already saw, like, the back-to-school stuff at Target, and I'm thinking, where did summer go? And- no. <laughs> no, no, no. How is your summer going? Um, so summer's been good. We I just got back from two weeks out of the office. I'd like to say it was vacation, but you know it's mobile, so it's not always a vacation. But it's um, it, it's cool, and it's about incorporating your life with your business. And I know you were um, up north too, as well, right, Liz? Yeah, I went to Maine, which is where I'm from. I am from Portland, and I got to work, you know, and do yoga and go to the beach, and it was fantastic. This is why. I created my business so I could do this, and um, now I'm back in Brooklyn for a hot minute, and then, you know, my partner is um, on break from school. He's in grad school, and so we're we're heading up to the Catskills for a few days, So, and I made sure, I was like, is there going to be strong internet access because this is not a vacation for me. I have to, I have work to do. So, you know, I, I feel pretty pleased with the way the summer's rolling out, so, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in Chicago, both of us. Yeah, we're going to be at Sage Summit, and it just so happens to be in Chicago, which is my hometown, so it's um, it's going to be awesome. Um, really, some big names are going to be there, such as Richard Branson and Gwyneth Paltrow, as well as all the uh, detail of running a small business, um, because Sage empowers small businesses. So, um, it's a great conference. I've gone for the last few years. Usually, it's not in Chicago. We're bringing, like, 40-something people from between my team and clients and friends and stuff. So, you know, New Vision's going to have a a big showing there. And um, if you say you're part of the show um, and you use the coupon code, let's get radical at um, sagesummit.com, you'll get a pretty good deal. So um, maybe you'll join us. Yeah, and we're going to see the killers and also Zoe Deschanel, who does Hello Giggles, and also uh, Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) It's supposed to be there. So I don't know. I think some selfies might try to, you know, we might try to like set up some selfies or something (laughs) to try to get some uh, fun shots with celebrities. Um, So super excited about today's show. We have um, Mindy McKenzie here with us today, who is uh, 
nicknamed the Velvet Hammer, which I can't wait to hear that story. Um, and she, as she was known by that nickname when she was um, at the liquor giant Jim Beam. Um, she's currently a sought-after speaker and CEO advisor to Fortune 100 companies. And she's the author of the new book, The Courage Solution, The Power of Truth-Telling with Your Boss, Your Peers, and Team. Um, it, the, it was really... it was published in May th- May 3rd, um, and it recently made the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Um, previously, Mindy served as the chief performance officer of, of Beam, where she was responsible for a team of 150 and was part of the executive team that led consistent outperformance, outperformance and created tremendous shareholder value, delivering double-digit earnings growth. Mindy also serves as a senior advisor for McKinsey and is a frequent guest lecturer for the MBA and executive education programs at Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. So let's welcome Mindy to the show. Hi, Mindy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. So uh, before we start, please tell us about the Velvet Hammer nickname. (laughs) Sure. Well, um, it was one year into my tenure at Jim Beam and the Bourbon Company, and I was the only female on the executive team. And at a, a work dinner one night, one of my colleagues pulled me aside, and he'd had a couple cocktails. I think he'd had he'd had some um, had been sampling some of the bourbon, and he said, "Well, Mindy, you know what you, we call you, don't you?" And I said, "No." And he said, "We call you the Velvet Hammer because you give us a beating, but we you do it so well, it feels so good. We keep coming back for more." And I looked at him, and I started to laugh, and I thought, this is a huge compliment. Um, and it just cracked me up, and the, and the name has stuck ever since. That's hilarious. That's so great. And, and so, we're, you know, we're going to talk about, because your, your book is about, you know, obviously the power of truth-telling. So we're going to talk about how, you know, um, using a velvet hammer um, and really talking telling the truth in in organizations is really how it's important and why and how you can create that in in especially as a small business owner you know you want to be able to have an organization where your people are telling you the truth because that's the only way you're going to actually be able to get people engaged and happy and productive and and the best innovation so um I guess, let's, why don't we start, like, how did you get to where you are now? You know, you're a consultant, you've worked for big companies, I know you've worked for Walmart, and you've, um, how, how did you go from, you know, doing corporate to where you are now? Well, two years, I'm only um, two years into this entrepreneurial small business owner um, zone, so I'm still learning as I go. Um but I had the opportunity, uh, we sold Jim Beam to Suntory, um, which is a massive Japanese conglomerate, and I was running strategy and M&A and corporate development along with human resources globally for the company at the time, and so I was very involved with that transaction and, and helped um, lead the negotiations of that deal and basically came to an inflection point. I had over 20-plus years in corporate America, three really large global com- companies, and had a great career, and my son was 11, and I had to make the decision, was I going to continue on the path and uh, the next leg of the journey at Beam, or was I going to do something a little more entrepreneurial? So I took the plunge, and... Um, 
I had some folks that I um, would, you know, that were uh, students at Northwestern that kept saying, where's your book from everything you're teaching and, and you know, lecturing about? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you need to write a book. So, um, yeah, so I decided to do that. And, you know, two years later, The Courage Solution is out and hopefully making a difference for people. And along the way, um, I've been consulting and advising and giving keynote speeches. And so how did you come up with the concept of the courage solution? Is it is it part of, you know, being called the Velvet Hammer? I mean, it, what, it, how did you sort of move in that direction? Well, I wrote the book because I firmly believe that there is a massive crisis in the business world today. And the crisis, from my experience, is that the thing that businesses and the individuals within these businesses need most, they often get least, and that's the truth. Why? Fundamentally, because people don't have the courage to tell it. They're afraid of the negative consequences. And so I wanted to write this book to show people how to be a valued truth teller at work, and the emphasis here is on valued. Um, This is not about dropping verbal bombs, and to cure people of their fear. And so how do you... Define valued truth telling. I mean, can you tell us the difference? Obviously, you know, um, it might not be like you know, like what's a productive piece of truth that you could tell your supervisor or upper level management if you're somebody that's just coming in entry level. Well, being a valued truth teller is all about the message benefiting both parties. It's not a one way thing. I think what a lot of people misinterpret or the myth is that. You'll hear people say, well, I, you know, I tell it like it is and nobody else does, and then they wonder why they never get promoted. And, and then you have other people who are passive and are constantly suppressing what they really think, and then they go home and they're really miserable and they're venting and they're frustrated all the time. And a lot of that frustration is because they're, they're not really sharing their thoughts about the business, about issues, about whatever. They're going along for political reasons. And my view is there's space in the middle for you to be much more um, communicative and clear about your views, um, but deliver it in such a way that it can benefit everybody and that you don't self-immolate on the job, right? Because you don't mm-hmm. – that's why people don't tell the truth. They are afraid. Um, so I think I think it's being really mindful of the impact of the message and actually not just planning what you're going to say, but planning how and when you're going to say it too. Right. Yeah, I and I think, I think it's so important for the business owner, if you're a small business, to be able to hear it as well. Because I think sometimes um, people are really good at, at sharing it, but sometimes the boss isn't necessarily receptive to it. So how does that work if you don't have a receptive boss? Yeah, well, it's funny because a lot of people say, well, they can dish it, but they can't take it. What's fascinating to me, my observation is, is even CEOs of massively huge public companies, they can be super smart and strategic and make really good decisions, but when it comes time to actually um, sharing a tough message with their direct report or saying something uncomfortable, they're just as unskilled and they're just as avoidant as the new person um, on the job who's afraid to tell their boss something that they might not want to hear. Um, and it, it, is a lack of, it is a lack of courage, and I also think it's a lack of caring about the other person. Um, I think it's very, very important to earn the right to be a valued truth teller. 
I say this a lot. If you want to be able to challenge and push back and, and share views that are not politically correct or part of the status quo, you have to have to have a ton of credibility within the business and a track record of performance because it is very difficult for human beings to hear things they don't want to hear, even when it's very thoughtfully um, messaged. And I do think the first step is to be very credible first. And how do you know you're at that point, <laughs> that you're credible? Well, because you've, that... done a, you've done a few basic things. Number one, yeah. you, you've learned the business. So even in small businesses, um, small business owners know this, I think, better than anybody. They're just acutely aware and so close to the customer and how, you know, the business makes money. And, you know, if you're not humping it, <laughs> you don't have any revenue mm-hmm. coming in. I think it's very, very important for every employee to come in and learn the business map the business, understand how when the company takes money from a customer, how does that flow through, what's the P&L, and I don't care what function you sit in, you need to educate yourself holistically on the business so that you can bring solutions, ideas, um, surface issues within the context of how the company operates. And this sounds so basic, guys, but so many people just don't do it. They, they get to know their department. They'll be like, well, I'm in R&D, or I'm in finance, or I'm in IT, or I'm in HR, or I'm in sales. I don't need to know about that other stuff. And in mm-hmm. fact, that's not true. So you've got to go to school. And I think that's the number one thing you have to do to build credibility. Um, and then the second thing is, is you've got to um, do your homework on your boss. And, mm-hmm. and the culture, you gotta, you got to demystify, I call it demystifying the big dog, right? Whether that's the business owner or supervisor, really try to get underneath the skin of what makes them tick, how and when do they like to be communicated with, um, how are they wired around conflict or disagreement, um, and no, don't go by what they say, <laughs> go by how they behave, and really be intentioned about understanding the person behind, like, the powerful role. And once you've done those two things, then in addition to actually the obvious, which I'll I'll say, which is actually doing your job well and contributing, (laughs) um, then you've got a foundation to be able to go in and um, be courageous and, you Mm. know, start telling the truth. Mm. So we're talking with... Mindy McKenzie, this is all great stuff, and and um, we will be right back and talk more about how you can build a trustworthy organization from the ground up. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. 
advance, and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. So welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and today our guest is Mindy McKenzie. And before we go any further, I have to give a quick shout-out to Avalara.com, who does sales tax automation, as well as Build.com, who helps with AR and AP. But um, before the break, we were talking to Mindy about kind of the conversation um, between bosses and subordinates about um, communication and really connecting with them. And it brought me to a story, and I'm going to get my couple, two minutes of, uh, I'll say, free consulting here, in that one of my team members who's been with me for 10 years, um, and, you know, she's awesome, and she's my right hand, and I always say my left foot, um, she called me out a couple days ago, and she said that I always say no, and then two days later, I come back and say, yeah, you were right, how do we do this? And so it was interesting to me because she was talking about how you should know your boss. And I was like, yeah, that was really perceptive of her to actually tell me that I always say no. And then two days later, I'll like <laughs> actually get the detail. So what do you think about that? Or what would be your response to that kind of communication style or, um, you know, go with it, Mindy? So, Jody, did you, um, does she, did she ask you to behave differently? Did she tell you that so that maybe you would... Um, modify your behavior and be more open the first time she brings something up? I think so. I think she was saying like, like, hey, hey, dummy, I'll say that, right? But like, <laughs> hey, 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 silly, like, you know, you're going to come around to this position anyways. Why are you giving me resistance up front, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. So if you want to build a truth-telling business organization or relationship, that is a perfect opportunity. If you know it's coming from someone credible and you know that it's coming from a good place, for you to say to her, what would you like to see me do differently specifically? And 
and just stop and listen to what she has to say because when you do that and if she says, listen, if, you, if, if I preface this and say, Jody, boss, you're likely going to be resistant to this idea, but I'd like you before you say no to give me five minutes of airtime where I can give you the idea and all the details. Um, blah, blah. It might be something behavioral like that. If you feel like you can do that, then you do that. And that's having that conversation that follows through to some type of demonstrable change is where um, relationships are built and deepened and also um, where you have you are role modeling as the boss um, that truth-telling is okay. I mean, that, that's perfect because I think that's what, like, you know, for me it was I recognized, yeah, I kind of do that all the time, but now that you've told me kind of the next steps, I think sometimes as bosses we don't know what the next steps are for the truth-telling. Yeah, yeah, like I get it, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do, right? That's right. Th- Go ahead, Liz, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say I think – because you were able to, because she was able to come to you and say, hey, I think this is, you know, you always change your mind two days later, I think speaks a lot about the culture too. Like that she's able to be honest with you and sort of like how you said, call you out, says, speaks volumes on sort of your relationship and, you know, the, that culture of the firm, I think. Because there are some, there are some instances where people wouldn't, even be comfortable in saying that to their boss. Absolutely. It's a total compliment to Jody as a leader. The key here, though, is not just, okay, we like each other and all of that. It's what are we going to do about this? How is this information valuable so that we get better business results, so that we have a better environment, so that it's easier to get those business results and more efficient and effective? And there's a really great tip um, that is so powerful for business leaders or leaders of any stripe to use with their direct reports or t- uh, team. And it's called the scale of 1 to 10 question, where you can actually provoke a truth-telling conversation that's really safe and relaxed. And, it's, and this question is like truth serum. I love it. Basically, it goes like this. You would sit down maybe every month or every quarter or whatever and with the folks that work for you and say individually, say, listen, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being lousy and 10 being fabulous, how would you relate? How would you rate our relationship right now? The question, by the way, is deliberately vague. You're not saying rate me as a boss, rate me on my leadership. You're just asking your direct report to rate you on your relationship, and then you listen to their rating and their rationale. And then the magic comes when you ask the second question, which is, what can I do differently to move our relationship toward a ten? And that's when you're dropping the mic because it is at that moment that no matter what the number is, if they can give you something practical and doable that would improve the relationship and you can do it, you can say thanks very much and integrate that or have a truth-telling moment and say, guess what? I'm not willing or able to do that, but here's what I can do so we can solve it. It's a great, safe way to enter into really powerful conversations that make a difference. Do you feel like a lot of leaders are in the position to do that? Uh, you know, and I and I ask because I mean I feel like they have to be really comfortable with feedback and truth that may you know may hurt. I mean I I've been in situations where people leaders want us to tell the truth, um, and then when we do, you know, they're appreciative, but then you know days later their actions sort of go uh, against you know, sort of say to us, oh, you know, thanks for telling us the truth, but ouch. 
<laughs> you know, right. like, you know, I, and I just and I just wonder because I think it takes a special type of leader to be able to sit there and say, oh, you're rating me a five. You know, what what can I actually do to get us closer to a 10? I mean, you know, I think, um, you know, what kind of qualities in a leader? Like, what? how do leaders get there, you know, to be well, able to be to open be- to that? Yeah, I always say never, never, never ask a question if you don't really want the answer and you don't care. I always shy away from people who are like, hey, yeah, tell me anything, you know, I can take it. I love a good debate. My experience is actually, no, you should run for the hills. These people can't. Um, But, you know, in this situation, it's much more about being deliberate and intentioned, no matter how uncomfortable this may be, to have a pulse on your organization. Why? Because if you're the leader, you want to know what's getting in the way of great things, profitable things happening in your business. Mm-hmm. And that will require you to be uncomfortable. And as business owners and leaders, a tip like this, and there's all sorts of different things that you can do, is something that may be uncomfortable at first, but it is with deliberate intent that you're asking it so that you can have more I hate to use this word because it's overused, but authentic conversations that benefit your business. The other benefit to this um, going, I call it going first and making yourself vulnerable first, your role modeling, is then as a leader you can follow up and say to your direct report, so Jody, you could be doing this with your direct report. If you know there's an area she needs to improve, you can say on a scale of 1 to 10, with one being lousy and ten being fabulous, how would you rate yourself on your effectiveness on this particular project or that whatever? And then you listen to the answer and you say, what do you believe you need to do differently to move that toward a ten? Again, mm-hmm. you because you've gone first and checked in on yourself, you can then check on your person and you are promoting truth-telling. I'm not saying this is easy or comfortable. What I am saying is, is if you're willing to move through that discomfort, you can get awesome results. Well, so, and I, I think it actually does then, like, help. Obviously, it helps your organization, especially when you're in a small business and you only have five employees because you lose that one person and you're devastated. Whereas I think sometimes in a corporate environment, you lose one person and yeah, there's another person around. But when you're in that small business... Every role really counts because, you know, if if someone leaves, whether they quit or they get fired because you haven't been able to figure out how to communicate well, you're now way out of balance because you only have so many people to do all the work that there is. That's so, right. Yeah. And I, I speaking of small business, I mean, Mindy, if you're at a place where you're about to hire your first employee, say you've been a solopreneur and now it's time for you to you know, branch out, how do you lay the foundation? And this is probably a longer question for the time that we have right now, but a longer, how do you lay the foundation to make sure you're actually building a trust worthy organization? Well, I would just say really simply when I'm hiring, it just sounds crazy, but right person and right role at the right time is so, so, so critical. So I hire very slow and very hard um, because once you get that person in, it just makes logical sense. It is so much easier to build a truth-telling relationship with somebody who is super mature and professional and competent and has the right cultural fit than if you're trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And any advice for people who are 
going out there to sort of hire their first person? What questions to ask? How do you sort of build rapport and know it's the right the right person? So my greatest advice is to go buy the book Who, um, and the title is Who. It's the best book on hiring, and I've been in HR for 25 years now, read them all. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but it lays out a really simple hiring process, including all the interview questions, how to sequence, how to do reference, mm-hmm. the whole thing, and it is just fantastic. I mean, ultimately, you have to use your judgment, decision-making, um, but having a really robust process and not kidding yourself and taking shortcuts on that process is critical. And I just can't say enough good things about that book. It's by Jeff, um, Jeff Smart and Randy Street, and the book mm-hmm. is called Who. So for all your business owners out there, I think they should go buy that book and go follow it if they have to hire people. Um, and don't spend a lot of consulting dollars um, or search firm dollars um, before you educate yourself on the process. Great, great stuff on how to hire your first employee. Uh, And so we're going to be right back with Mindy McKenzie. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. Our guest today is Mindy McKenzie, or the Velvet Hammer. She wrote the book, The Courage Solution, The Power of Truth-Telling with Your Boss, Peers, and Team. And, and we've been talking a lot about, you know, honesty and how to create the environment in your organization to, you know, create a truth-telling um, safe space, so to speak, so you can get the best out of your employees and your employees can actually get the best out of you. And so, Mindy, I'm just curious, you know, what along the way, you know, obviously you were working for Jim Beam, which you were, and you had mentioned that you were the only um, female on an all-male executive team. You know, can you give us some a story about how you sort of told the truth maybe when you were like not sure you should? <laughs> well, I'd say I'm never sure I should because you never know. It is an act of courage and bravery, yeah. and that's the yeah. whole point. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I can tell you a story of when I did it absolutely abysmally. When I had my first job in corporate America, I worked um, at Walmart and in the logistics division, and my um, uh, boss, it was not a great boss. Actually, it was the worst boss I've ever had. Um, and I had not learned the art of truth-telling, and so I made the grave error of saying what I thought um, and giving him feedback when he asked for it, but hadn't learned that sometimes when people do that, they don't really mean it, and they don't. Um, and I literally, I mean, just about committed career suicide uh, like the second month on the job. And... Um, because he was a really bad leader, he'd scream at all of us on the team, and we'd have these meetings, and you'd see all these people that were like 20 years older than me on the management team, and they would have their head hung down, and they wouldn't make eye contact. It was just egregious, and I told him it was. (laughs) That was not my Mm -hmm. finest moment, and thank the Lord um, I ultimately got transferred um, and didn't have to work for him anymore, but it was a really good lesson, and just because someone says, they want to hear something or they ask you a question doesn't mean you should answer it or it doesn't mean you should answer it right then and that you should be much more thoughtful if you're going to deliver a tough message. And I was not. And But how do you know that? You know, I mean, if somebody is coming at you and they're saying, you know, yeah, please tell me what you think. We want to know. And you, and you really want to tell them. <laughs> like, how do you know you, it's safe enough for you to do that? Because you've seen evidence of other people doing it or them asking it and it not having had um, negative repercussions. Mm -hmm. And this is a part of studying your boss and studying the person that you work for, which is what I said earlier. You've got to earn the right and you've got to do your homework first before you dive in. One of the Mm -hmm. great ways that you can do this is when you start working for a new boss, especially when you're early in your career, you can ask your boss, say, hey, boss, could you give me the names of one or two people, direct reports, that you think work brilliantly with you, how they engage with you, they know how you're wired. It's just easy for you to get the best from them, and your life is just easier because they know how to deal with you because I would love to be that person for you, and I would love to talk to them so I can learn quickly how best to engage with you. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, the boss will be, first of all, flattered, second of all, impressed, and third of all, thrilled, right? And so, um, and they'll give you the names, and go have the real conversation with them about how do they take feedback? Do they mean it? What happens when they're angry? How do they handle conflict? Yeah, mm-hmm. All the unspeakable things, and do your homework before you dive right in. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. 
yeah. I, because I think so many times it's like the whole idea of reading your culture so you know like how you should respond and and I don't think we as people I don't know if it's everyone but it's I mean that's the hard stuff right it's like how do we get along and and I think there's so many people that are put in a work environment that don't know basics of how to get along and then there's this whole hierarchy and and it's just a lot of confusion and yet nobody's teaching you how to do it well here's the thing what happens is is let's say you go ahead and you haven't done your homework you haven't done your part you get asked and you say the truth and then it doesn't go well, and they react negatively, and then you go, see, they're not a good leader. It's their fault. Well, here's the reality about life and about business, that the only thing any of us can reliably change or control at any company is ourself. And so if it went badly, what most people don't do is they don't take accountability and step back and go, well, did I deliver it in the right way, in the right time, in a, in a way to set myself up and the other person for success? Or not. If you have done all of that and it still goes pear-shaped, well then, so be it. That's life. But most of the time, we haven't done the prep work and the thinking work before, and then that's kind of when we throw up our hands and go, see, you can't say what you really think here, and then we get silent and passive-aggressive and go vent at home and don't really say what we think, and we build a really bad habit of not doing that. Yeah, and I think there's also a tendency, you know, I've seen when you first join an organization that you're like, all this stuff should be changed and it should be changed right now. (laughs) And I'm going to be the one that changes it all, you know, and then when people are sort of like, you know, hesitant or not listening, it's like, well, you know, is that the best way to go about giving feedback? I mean, I think when you're a new employee, you really like you have been saying, you really have to sort of like observe and and be like, you know, a journalist and be like, okay, what's going on? Ask a lot of questions, talk to a lot of people, you know, take notes. And and um, you can't just sort of go in and be like, I know all the answers and I'm seeing all of this stuff, you know, that you don't see because I'm new and I know what's best for this company. I mean, that's a little egomaniacal, but... <laughs> Right. And remember, the outcome is is that I, I do believe courage is the solution to the epidemic of fear and the absence of truth in the workplace. The point, though, is is the how. So if right. your listeners are going, well, what do you mean, Mindy? So, you know, you're not really telling the truth. No, you are. But it's how do you do it so that both of you can win and it builds your reputation and credibility and it makes you someone that others want to go to because they know you will be a valued truth teller. Right? Mm. And that's what you're going for. And you'll just get happier. Because when you actually say what you really think in a way that others can hear and you're sharing your views, not that you're going to win every argument or that, you know, it's going to go your way, you feel fantastic. You go home and you don't feel depleted and frustrated, um, or at least it decreases a ton because you're fully contributing. And that's good for the business mm-hmm. and that's good for your own mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you, I think people like, when you've seen a leader like that, you can tell you just can't put your finger on why it works, right? Like people, I, I well, I hope that people have seen leaders like that and have worked for leaders like that. And they're like, oh my God, they were such a great boss. Um, but yet it's so hard to take what makes a great boss and like replic- replicate it, right? Because everyone comes to work with a different focus and a different you know, history and a different background and a different relationship skill and all that stuff. And yet um, what we want is 
kind of like the the checklist of how to be that great boss because nobody wants to be a bad boss. At least I don't think so. I completely agree with you. I think most people are really well-intentioned. Most leaders go to work every day, and they do want to be a good leader, and they fumble about. They're human. And that's why I go back to this truism, because we could spend a ton of time blaming our bosses for their um, failures and um, quirks and all of that, and they've got them because they're human, but so do we. And that's why this principle about the only thing you can reliably change or control at any company is yourself, and you have to start there. You have to tell yourself the truth first about your own impact and effectiveness um, before you can go about um, engaging with anybody else is why that's so important. This is not about anybody else changing. So I'm curious, you know, just shifting gears a little bit in your consulting practice, you know, have you, what are people coming to you for? You know, what are some of the issues that you're working on with your, with your clients? Well, I, I laugh because, you know, I started out as a marriage and family therapist, and if you think about businesses as families, there's a ton of dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. so, a lot of times I just say I'm, a, um, I'm just a, a, an executive therapist um, the whole life. You know, it really depends. And if you think about a person wholly, and, and you said this earlier, I can't remember Jody or Liz said it about, you know, being integrated in your life, being integrated, um, Executive CEOs are the exact same, and if you think about our lives in the four quadrants, heart, mind, body, and spirit, um, where, you know, heart is all your love, relationships, family, friends, mind is where all your intellectual pursuits, your business, your work is, those relationships, and then body is obvious, and then spirit is kind of the soul activities that you do. It can depend, and a lot of the work that I do, well, the entry point might be um, the mind vector, so there's broken relationships at work or we need to you know, shift the executive team and whatever. What ends up happening and evolving in my advisory relationships is holistic conversations about how is everything working in all four quadrants because um, when you're mindful of that and you're conscious of doing that um, and shifting things so that you can be more in tune and feeling more fulfilled in all four areas, the business just runs better, and CEOs cast a very, very large shadow or light on the organization. As they go, so goes the organization. Small business owners, the same. And it is interesting how it does so often evolve to that. So it might start with, can you come in and help us on our strategy, our three-year strat plan? And then it ends up being much more advisory around those four areas. Hmm. Right, because I think it's all, like, it all comes back to you, I guess, right? Like, you as a person and you as a leader and how if something in your life is kind of out of whack, then it carries over into your work and um, and how holistically you as a person have to look at your job, your role in the company, and how you're going to bring, um, you're going to bring all of you in, in to your work and... I think sometimes it's easier when you're the owner to see that. But um, from an employment standpoint, to me, it's about seeing my employees bring that to the table too because that what that's what makes them engaged and awesome employees and wanting to move um, together towards a common goal as opposed to someone who just shows up at a job. That's right. And the research has all been saying for years now about people want – 
meaning and purpose, right? They want more of that connectivity. And we are not two people. We are not our work selves and in our home selves. We are one person. And when we're a hot mess in one area, we bring that hot mess to work. Um, and, and the reverse is true as well. And so um, being mindful of all of that and taking ownership for the re- reality that we're creating for ourselves is really important. And I spend a lot of time with executives on that because, again, human nature is to blame things external to ourselves for what we're experiencing versus stepping back and saying, I can only control myself, so what do I need to do differently so I engage with my chairman of the board more effectively and have a more positive impact so that I can get my job done? Or um, that same principle is true for entry-level or mid-level people. What can I do differently? Yeah, it's in a much more empowering approach than to just sort of like take what you're handed. You're sort of creating your own experience. Exactly. So we're going to be right back with Mindy McKenzie. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. 
You're listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Padar. Um, a quick shout out to our amazing sponsors, Avalara.com and Bill.com. And um, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Facebook backslash Let's Get Radical. You can send us an email at Jody and Liz at Let's Get Radical.org. We love hearing from you. If you have an idea for a guest or, you know, have a thought or tidbit about a show. So we're so today we're talking with um, Mindy McKenzie, who is the author of The Courage Solution, The Power of Truth-Telling with Your Boss, Peers, and Team. A really great book. It's available on Amazon. And uh, Mindy also is a consultant and does a number of keynote uh, addresses. And you can, and with, with um, topics such as, let me see, I wrote it down. Hold on. Um, <laughs> there was one about tuning up a Ferrari, you know, um, even, you know, a Ferrari needs an oil change, which is very much true as you compare that to a leader in a business. And, um, you know, building a truth-telling organization, which is really what we've been talking about today, how to do it, the best way to communicate, make sure you do your research on your boss and your company. Don't just go in knowing all the answers, really be observant to um where you are. And so, um, Mindy, I know you work with a variety of organizations, you know, and companies. Are there, do you run the gamut in terms of industry or, you know, what kind of companies come to you in terms of the work you do? I do. I've been really blessed to work across industries because my own career, I've only worked at three companies, retail and then, of course, consumer packaged goods with Campbell Soup and Beam. And so it's been fantastic um, working in financial services and technology and heavy industrial. And what's fascinating to me, though, guys, about all of this is it really doesn't matter the business that we're in, where we get hung up and where people need help and maybe a bit of a boost always goes back to the part of the business that's most complicated. And that's not the p and <laughs> it's the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and that's the great thing about um, the work and why I enjoy what I do is that with just a few behavioral tweaks and shifts, um, if people are willing to do that, they can just see dramatically different and improved results, whether that is something that's happening enterprise-wide or actually as a committee of one who's willing to um, change so that they get a different result at work. Well, and I think people come back to the PL, and I, I think we forget to sometimes associate that, but if you don't have a healthy culture, you don't have a healthy PL. And it's hard to measure culture, but you know, culture beats strategy any day, right? And and I think we, we meaning me as a CPA and a financial professional, I forget that intangible. And to me, that's the intangible that sets you apart. And like anything else, it's the hardest thing is people, people are hard. There's just no easy thing about people. But they're fun too, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, people are great. Here's what I always <laughs> say though. You get money through the people. So you're absolutely right. The P&L and people are not two separate things. It's like, oh, there's this human resources stuff over here, and then there's the real business. Actually, the business is the people because you're not going to execute that brilliant strategy without your people. You're not going to make those sales to those customers without those people. It sounds really basic and fundamental, but getting that piece right is absolutely connected to your profitability. Um, and you can have short-term gain 
with really bad cultures for a while, but sustainable, profitable growth, which is what we're all going for, um, that requires great environments and um, enough oxygen in the room so people can contribute so that we can make more money. What companies are you seeing that are doing it right? You know, do you have examples of either people you've worked with or, you know, companies that have been in the media where you really just see them walking the talk? Well, you know what's interesting about that? I think what we see in the media is always the bad stuff because that's what gets yeah. the great press. <laughs> True. Like Volkswagen, yeah. right? Talk about a great example of the absence of truth-telling. Um and you don't get to see the quiet heroes, the small businesses or the large businesses. What I like to focus people on, though, is even when you're in these huge multi-billion dollar businesses, you cannot control any, any of that stuff. But what you can impact is the small group that you work with. And the reality is that people experience cultures by the people that they work directly for. That old adage, I know you guys have heard it, you join companies and leave managers. It is mm. so true, and mm. so it can have a tremendous amount of impact, positive impact, no matter where they sit in these massive organizations, no matter what the reputation is. So Amazon is, you know, a really fascinating story, right? Love them or hate them, and everything Jeff's doing there. I say the real story is what are the leaders doing there on the front lines with people doing the real work and, um, you know, what's the quality of that work and the sustainability of that work? And that's the question. Do you think company or corporate America is changing? I mean, with the emergence of more people starting their own businesses, solopreneurs, creative freelancers, I mean, you know, just doing it for themselves. Do you feel like leaders are like, we don't want to lose our people? Are they are they sort of facing the challenge of, you know, really getting with it as in terms of treating their people correctly and better? I think intellectually we all acknowledge that the landscape is changing and has changed dramatically. I think sometimes change can be glacial as far as where right. it impacts um, the organization, especially super large organizations where they start to feel the pain of not adapting. Um, I I think this gets back to us not knowing how. You said it earlier, people have really good intent. They mean to be good bosses. A lot of times they get stuck and they don't know how. And then you layer on just the complexity of life and juggling not just your job but your family responsibilities and just everything else, health and all the other things. that And we can um, really miss the mark a lot of times, even with good intent. And that's where it goes back to individual accountability for um, building that skill and having a, a willingness to do things a little bit differently to try to c- create a different result. And if you want to learn the how, I mean, I think that's awesome because Mindy's now written the book on the how, right? So um, because everyone talks about the what and the why and everything, but we really want to get to the how. And, and so that's awesome that you've written the book to give us all the instruction, Mindy. Um but it's been like an awesome show and it's just gone so the time has just flown by like seriously this has been I think one of our fastest paced shows um, and we're almost out of time so I just want to thank Mindy for being our guest and for adding a ton of value on the people part of small business which I think is again the hardest part but yet probably the most important part to your P&L and remember that you can um, reach us at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org 
And Mindy is all over the internet. She's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. So um, do a little search, and I'm sure you will find her. Thank you all, and we will see you next week where we're going to be talking to about uh, to Shane Radigan from Avalara about sales tax. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.